0: Welcome to the 1132 YA podcast. If you're ever in the area, join us for the gathering every third Tuesday at 7 p.m. at 700 Rivercrest Boulevard, Allen, Texas. If you would, open your Bibles up to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. John is in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John chapter 5, it'll be on the screen if you don't have it. And I will be reading out of... Uh, a translation that you might not have, but if you have a phone, it will be under the Passion Translation, TPT. So it's a pretty neat translation I've been in lately uh, that just kind of opens up uh, some scripture and kind of makes it a a little more alive. And so I really enjoy it. So John chapter 5, verse 5. I'll stop around verse 9. Again, it'll be on the screen. Then Jesus returned to Jerusalem to observe one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate, there is a pool, say pool. And in Aramaic, that pool is called House of Mercy or House of Loving Kindness. And this pool is surrounded by five, say five, by five covered porches. Hundreds of sick people were lying there on those porches, the paralyzed, the blind, and the crippled. All of them were waiting for their healing. Verse 4, for an angel of God would periodically descend into the pool to stir the waters. And the first one who stepped in the pool after the waters were swirled would instantly be healed. Verse 5, now there was a man who had been disabled for 38 years. Say 38. He was lying among the multitude of the sick. When Jesus saw him, when Jesus saw him, when Jesus saw him, I don't have a stutter thing i'm reading it over and over so it sticks in our mind when jesus saw him lying there he knew say knew he knew he knew when jesus saw him do you get it he knew that the man had been crippled for a very long time so jesus said to him do you truly long to be healed i know i'm reading a lot of scripture verse 7 the sick man answered him, sir, there's no way that I can get healed. I've no one who'll put me in the water when the, when the angel comes and the waters is stirred. As soon as I try to crawl into the edge of the pool, someone else jumps in before me. They skip me. Then Jesus said, hey, stand up. Pick up your sleeping mat. Pick up your nap mat. Pick up your sleeping mat and you will walk. Verse 9, immediately he stood up and he was healed. So he rolled up his mat and walked again. He walked again. He walked again. Should I read it one more time? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. One more time. No, no, no. I'm all right. I got a (laughs) time. Read the Bible. Don't preach. Just read. And then he said, "Um, I'm going to preach a word tonight entitled Stop the Track. And um, it is is upon the truth that our desperation can stop Jesus right in his tracks. And when Jesus stops in his track, he stops the track that you've been stuck on. I feel breakthrough in this room tonight. I feel deliverance. I feel like some of us have walked in this room uh, just thinking that we'd have to live this certain way forever. I'm telling you tonight that thing breaks off of you and you leave this place for you leave this place free. Amen. Let's pray one more time, Father. We thank you for your word. Thank you that it's sharper than any two edged sword and it still comes back full of power. So God, we declare in this place tonight that this is yours. This belongs to you. So come and have your way in the name of Jesus. Everyone said, Amen. I don't know if you know or not, but before the iPhone, before we had a way of playing music through an iPhone, there were other, there were alternatives. There were different ways of playing music. I, yeah, I know. Before the cloud existed, there was, there was something else and it was called uh, a record player. I don't know if y'all know what a record players and little, these little, very large CD, CD looking objects and they called it vinyl. And you put it on, dropped this little pin on there. I know it doesn't matter, they don't they don't sell those anymore. Only at urban outfitters. Um and after that, somewhere along the way, this thing called an eight-track would uh would come out, and an eight-track you actually couldn't get the the, the, the cassette out because it actually became one with the player. So there was an eight-track, and after eight-track, somewhere along the way, a, a cassette player came. And I don't know if you know these little tapes, and and if you get the real cheap tape players, what unfortunately would happen is that tape would become one with the tape player. You ever pull the tape out, and it's like it's like just all the film, and you got get like a little eraser and try to roll it back. I don't know if y'all don't know that struggle. Y'all don't even don't even. You don't know that. Just you got wind it up. Wait a minute, wind it up. But after that, there was something called a CD player, and then they made them portable. Portable. What y'all know about the Walkman? Not the cassette walkman but the cd walk i'm talking about the anti-skiff walkman it looked a little something like this and um uh, and i just want y'all to go there with me real quick i want y'all to imagine little 11 year old ghetto tyler with my fubu on walking the streets <laughs> and um and 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 I, real quick before I get into this there was this there was this one day in my life that I looked forward to for about a year and it was the release of an album called eighty seven oh one and it was released on 8-7-2001, and again I was eleven years old in august seventh of, of two thousand one and this album happened to change my life a little bit and you may or may not recognize the song but I just want you to imagine me walking around my neighborhood with my portable Walkman as I hit play here. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I was like, what's up, girl? Yeah. yeah. Hey. What you know about it? What you know about it? And then I go to the next song. I'm like, yeah, that did it. What you. What, what you know, you don't, y'all don't know 8701, baby. This before y'all saw. Okay, y'all, I got some people in the house. Then I go to the next song. It's called a mixtape. We have these things called mixtapes, and we create our own things. What y'all know about Napster? Then I go to the next song. I was like, yeah. This is my song right here. This is my song. I have a J Lee sing it to me sometimes. We slow dance. I'm just kidding. Then I go to the next song. Oh, okay, okay. Are y'all with me now? Stop the truck. But I went. <laughs> y'all like this is my favorite part of the night. Oh, y'all sinners. I'm just kidding. Y'all, my mixtapes, they y'all, y'all should have seen them. You know, you get the Sharpie, and you write mixtape number one, and mixtape number two, and mixtape three, and then you lose them, and you start over, and you scratch them up and whatnot. And, but, you know, it, it, it was cool when you listened, when you would listen to your mixtapes on the anti-skip, portable CD Walkman player, and you clip it to your side, the, the little clip one. That, that was cool. You clip it. But you be bumping too hard, and then you hit a bump, and the anti skip suddenly skipped. Y'all remember that? Now you just push play, and there's no skip. But, but back in the day, this thing would skip, and there was nothing like when it skipped. Or it would do it would do this frustrating thing. It would it wouldn't just go. Before dubstep, it was like the original. It's like where they got the idea from. It was like, you like Alicia Keys. Ah, 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 it's just like it's, it's just stuck right there. It skips, or what it would do randomly, it would start the song over. Y'all remember that? It starts song over, or is it said like error, like E R. Y'all remember that error? Um, or uh, so it would get stuck. Uh, it, it 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 would skip the song. Did y'all did y'all ever experience that too? Like go to the next song, and and it, it's funny. I'm thinking through this this analogy, and I'm. And then God, just in a crazy way, took me to John 5. And, and our Bible, our, our character that we read about tonight, he experienced a lot of what our anti-skip CD player experienced. Our character that we read about tonight, he felt as well skipped over. Because each and every day, he would show up to this pool, and he was sick for 38 years, but we don't really know how long he was at the pool. But each and every day, he would be skipped in line when he was maybe next in line to get in. That's why he told Jesus, and I have nobody to put me in the pool. I can't get in quick enough. I would, I would be skipped. Somebody would jump in before me. He was skipped over. Or he would be, or he also felt stuck. He felt stuck in his situation. Stuck in the cycle, stuck in the track that was playing over his life because he couldn't move by himself. He was stuck. He also felt like each and every day he had to start over, like the track that we talked about. He would have to start over each and every day. Start over with new energy. Like today, the day is today. The, the, the day he was stuck. He was skipped over, and he had to start over. Sitting there on the mat each and every day wondering, will today be the day that I get to get in the pool? Will today be the day that I get healed of this infirmity that I've had for 38 years? Will, will today be the day? Can you imagine the kind of memories he has had on that mat? All he has ever known was the mat. Well, for 38 years at least, right? This has been the context of his world. For nearly four decades, this is where this man ate. It's where he maybe talked to some people. It's where he fellowshiped. It's where he slept. This has been the context of his world, wondering, will today be the day? He didn't know about Jesus quite yet was that Jesus is actually attracted to people like him. Jesus is attracted to sick people. He is attracted to broken people. He's attracted to hurting people. Your need, your desire, your desperation, your hunger is a magnet to the touch of God. That's good news for us in this room tonight. Because some of you walked in here thinking that you had to be perfect. That you had to be clean. That you had to look right, dress right, talk right, smell right to have an encounter with God. That's not the case that we constantly see in the word is that we're about to see this man encounter Jesus. And it's really a powerful thing. But let me ask you before we get to that, have you ever been stuck on a track, the same track playing, the same season playing in your life, like nothing Nothing, 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 whatever, whatever passed. Nothing would ever come through. It's, it's, it, you feel like this is how it's going to be forever. It may be a, a hard season in your life. It may be a sin cycle. It may be some type of dysfunctional pattern. It may be a, a, a relationship that you have uh, that, that, that might be talking about you or cursing your name or, or, or really disrespecting you. Maybe this, this is the way it's always going to be. You feel stuck in the season that you're in. Or in life, do you feel skipped over? Come on, somebody. Do you, feel, do you feel looked over? Do you feel overlooked? Do you feel like you're not seen by people? Do you feel like everyone else around you is getting a touch from heaven, and, and but you're not? You, you feel like you're stuck on your mat. Do you even feel at times overlooked by God? Do you feel overlooked? Do you feel like your life in many seasons has just started over? Like you can't make progress, like your progress has been paralyzed, like, like there's nothing you can do to move forward. Uh, you're stuck, you're, you're starting over. It's like because of maybe steps you've taken or mistakes that you've made, it's like you constantly start over in life. And this man can relate to our situation if you can relate to those things. Feel stuck. God is attracted to brokenness. What we're about to see is this man is on his mat, and Jesus was was walking by. And Jesus, like I said earlier in the preface of this message, Jesus, because of the man's desperation to be healed, stopped in his tracks. Let me let me say this about God. God is in this room tonight. Not just to be here. He didn't just, he didn't just stop in, in this room and look around, just to look around. He stopped in this place and settled his presence in this place because it says where their where praise is lifted unto him, it says that he takes the seat on those praises. So he settled in this room, but not just to settle in this room, he settled in this room to move. Jesus stopped in his tracks that day, not just to look at the man and feel pity for him, but to be moved by that pity and moved by that compassion and stop the man's track that is going on in his mind, that he's never going to amount to anything, that he's never going to make it, that his life will always be this way. Have you ever found yourself settling for a single? You remember the singles we used to go buy at Hastings for $3? Rest in peace, Hastings. Sad day. But you, I would, I would. My nana would take me. My, my my nana I've had on the video before. My nana would take me, and I would go buy Nelly's EI. You know, I I remember, I, and, and and then and then I would go to Nelly, then I would just see Nelly Furtado buy it. I was like, I got to get that too because it's three dollars. It's 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 you, you would go out and buy singles. It was it was a CD, but it was the same song you just have on repeat. And some of us have been so discouraged because we feel stuck, we feel skipped over, and we feel like our life keeps starting over that we have now considered settling for a single. This is the way that it's always gonna be. I'm telling you an encounter with God will change everything in your life. One encounter. I remember I hadn't always, I say this a lot, but I got to keep saying I hadn't always been this way, right? I used to live, I used to live a completely different life and I encountered God one night and everything changed, I didn't, I didn't suddenly, uh, I, you know, I didn't suddenly like, um, uh, just become, become amazing, become perfect. I, you know, there, there, there were some times that I still slipped up in, and and what I said. There were still some times that I, that earlier on, I probably, I probably drank a little too much. It's, cause cause God's after your heart and then your behavior would get in line eventually. A lot of people think it's about behavior modification. Somebody said it once this way. It's about heart transformation. We don't give our behavior to God. We give our heart to God. And through the process called sanctification, he works out your behavior. So don't think you got to behave all right to approach God. You just give your heart right to him and he'll clean your behavior up. That's just the gospel. And that's called grace, my friend. Jesus stopped in his tracks to stop the track. We see so many times in the Bible that Jesus, he constantly allowed himself to get interrupted just because of desperation. It's like every miracle that Jesus ever performed was somebody crying out to him, like the leper, will you cleanse me? Right. Man with the withered hand, uh, Bartimaeus, you know, hey, son of David, have mercy on me. It's like every the woman with the issue of blood touched him. Right. It's like it's like every time he constantly kept getting interrupted. But we know that God's a strategist. And we know that God is very intentional. There's no, there's there's no coincidence that He didn't just stumble upon somebody. He knew because He was led by the Spirit. Amen. All right, it's so another thing. Have you ever felt stuck? Have you ever felt like you've started over? Have you ever felt skipped? I feel like I'm doing some, some type of like infomercial. Have you ever felt stuck in life? Call this number down below on your screen. The prevailing question really is tonight. Because we see it done in the Bible, but but the question really is, like, will He do it for me? Right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, that's great, and I and I believe that He'll do it for the person next to me. But but really, I mean, me with all my stuff, really, will He really do it for me? And i, 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 I there have been seasons in my life where I've I've asked God the same thing. God, I know You're good. I know You can. I know You will mostly for other people, but God, will, will you really do it for me? And God took me to the story with the leper. When the leper implored Jesus, he reached out to Jesus and said, hey, master, will you uh, uh, will you cleanse me? He said, are you willing? Are you willing? And Jesus said, I'm willing. Of course I'm willing. And God began to unpack his heart a little bit uh, uh, to me to give to you tonight that, God doesn't love you out of obligation. He doesn't encounter you just because he's bound to it, just because he has to. He doesn't heal you because he just has to, just show off who he is. He will, and he's willing. And I think when we understand the heart of God behind the willing word, I think our whole pursuit of God would change. That God will heal you, and he's willing to heal you. God will encounter you. Also, good news, he's willing to encounter you. God will love you. Great news. He is willing to love you. Does this make sense? He will touch your family, sure, but also he's willing to touch your family. Come on. He will use you greatly at work, but also He's willing to use you greatly at work. He will, and he's willing. That is the answer to that question. Will he do it for me? Yes, and he's willing. God began to show me a picture um, of just tonight and, and all of us in this room and, and how this pool in the word, God showed me that tonight, um, uh, it's, it's, this is like a pool in here. And the pool was called House of Mercy. And I was thinking on that term, House of Mercy. It kind of sounds like the church they're blind people, they're lame people, they're sick people, they're hurting people. It's like, oh, this is how the church should look, right? Maybe y'all from perfect church. Maybe 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 y'all ain't from 1132 cuz cuz we understand 1132 that we ain't perfect. That 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 we do our best, okay? But but we ain't flawless around here. We're not perfect, but maybe we're just in pursuit of the one who is, right? We're 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 we're, we're not perfect people, but we're in pursuit of the one who is somebody say amen he will and he's willing this room tonight is is this pool that 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 I'm kind of seeing and it all make more sense here in a little bit but i want to kind of give you some truth behind if you feel stuck if you feel skipped over if you feel like your life is starting over if you feel stuck the bible says that god he is the way maker That means whatever is in front of your face that you can't seem to get through, whatever obstacle is in your way, whatever opposition, we have a little saying around here where there's great opposition, there's great opportunity. God is the way maker. He is a way maker for for Moses. He was a way maker for Joshua. He was a way maker uh, for, for, for the characters in the word of God. He is your way maker. When you feel stuck on a track in your life, God can make your way. If you feel skipped over, I got great news that God sees you right where you are. That's actually one of the names of God, that he is the God who sees. So maybe you've been looked over by even your own parents or your closest friends or even your leaders. But I'm telling you, God sees you. And at the end of the day, really, that's the main thing that I need is God sees. He doesn't just see you and acknowledge you like he didn't just see this man, but he cares. He doesn't just see you and like feel bad for you. He sees you and he's moved with compassion towards you. And he makes a move as we see him in this text doing. If you feel like you've started over, the word says in, in Joel that he is a restorer of the days that the locusts have eaten. He'll make up all the days that that, that, that evil has taken away in your life or that you've ran away or rebelled against God. I'm grateful that God has, has minded the gap between uh, of, of the days that I messed up. He makes up for it. I even tell 60-something-year-old people that I see give their life to the Lord. They say, I wasted my whole life. I said, no, 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 God, God, God will make up those days for you. I'm telling you, with joy, satisfaction, with purpose, with assignment, with fulfillment, he's going to make up those days for you, as the prophet Joel declares. And if you're settling for a single, there is more to your story. Say, there's more to my story. Come on, say it like you believe it. There's more to my story. You ask maybe, how how is, 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 is this possible? So if you do it for me, yet I don't deserve it, then what is the thing that makes this possible? There's this thing called grace. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. That means you receive something that you didn't earn. But also this character, the man that was on his mat was in a house called mercy. Mercy is not receiving something that you do deserve. So before this man was grace and there was mercy, they were within the very presence of God in this house was powerful in this place in this pool it said that this, this is powerful you got to dig deep sometime in the word but it said that there were five colonnades and what those are those are those are columns that hold up the roof okay there are are rows of columns that hold up the roof that that gives shade and i was thinking about this sometimes in the bible when you see a number you gotta you gotta kind of dig deep into it maybe it has a symbolic meaning and five actually means grace So, grace was literally covering him before the manifestation of grace was even there. Grace was covering him even when he didn't even know how to explain his need to Jesus. Jesus said, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Oh, you know, he said, Do you long to be healed? He said, Oh, every time I try to get in the pool, somebody jumps in front of me, Jesus says, No, 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 just just get up. Because grace covered him. Can I say that in this house of mercy, that grace was covering this room before desperation even entered the room. In other words, you have no idea what is available to be manifested in this room. When desperation hits an atmosphere where there is grace, I'm telling you, anything can happen in a place like that. You want Jesus to walk upon your scene. I'm telling you, you want him to manifest himself in his power. You get up under the shadow of grace, baby, and you let your desperation draw a man named Jesus. Because all the while, they were looking at the wrong water. But the spring of living water walked upon the shore. And from that day forward, they understood. That Jesus was the only water that they've ever needed. I don't know what water you've been looking at, but I'm telling you, we rewind just one chapter before. We preached it Sunday. The woman at the well met the water, met the well that never runs dry. Jesus is in this room tonight. He stopped in his tracks to stop your track, The thing that is keeping you in the same place, doing the same things over and over again. And beyond ever trying to entertain you with a sermon, I'm trying to call down his spirit. Paul said, I don't come with wise or persuasive words. I ain't about that. He was wise and he was very persuasive. He said, but all the more, I come to see a demonstration of the Spirit's power because that really is what is gonna shake a generation. That's really what we're gonna reach Dallas with and the young adult movement that we're about to see in 2019. I'm telling you, it's not with cute sermons because you can YouTube that all day, but it's, by, it's gonna be by a demonstration of the Spirit's power. That's what we need in this room. That's what we need in our generation. Jesus walks up to this man and asks him this powerful question that I just hear him shouting tonight. He says, what are you longing for? What are you longing for? I hear God asking us that tonight. What are you longing for? Do you need healing? It's a very simple word tonight. It's just straight breakthrough. Do you need a touch from heaven do you need peace do you need comfort the spirit of god is in this place tonight to give you just what you need i don't the way i kind of see it in my in my funny mind's eye is like you know sometimes when just walk around like a city somebody walks up to you with the jacket and it's like bro i got whatever you need there's like watches there's wallets there's peanut butter it's like a woman's purse I got whatever you need and that's what I just sensed the father saying tonight to us I have whatever like for real for real this isn't just I'm talking to you real this isn't like this isn't good theory this is like an idea like we value the presence of God because he gives us everything that we need what are you longing for so what do we do here's some action steps i'm going to wind this thing down so 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 what did he say to do to this man he looks at this man and says now he says rise get up it's a faith move sometimes it's hard to choose to stand in the midst of a track that you've known for years okay I i just gotta i just gotta take the track out i gotta stand Bible says that you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. So we have the the power to stand. So this man stood, and then it says that Jesus told him, He said, "Take up your mat and walk." Wait a minute. Take up the thing that has been holding him for all these years. Carry the thing that has been carrying you. He says, "Take up your mat." And walk. And as I was thinking through this illustration, because you got to think through illustrations because I've broken so many things on stage by accident and spilled all kinds of stuff. So you got to think through illustrations. So I was thinking through this illustration. I was, thinking, I, was, I was seeing with my mind's eye me folding this thing up and God showed me a clear picture because he said, take up your mat and walk. And one commentary said that he would have had to fold his mat in two. So the way I see it, As God said to him, close the chapter in your book. But don't leave it there. Walk with it. And everywhere you go, baby. I was blind. But now I see. I was lost. You hear me, Dallas? But now I'm found. This... It's a closed chapter, but I still refer back to it to let people know where where I've come from, that I hadn't always been this way. I was once addicted, but now I'm free. I was once depressed, but now I have joy. I was once ridiculed by society, but... But now I'm spoken highly of by my God. I was once lost in anxiety, but now I have peace that passes all understanding. I was once looking this way. Now I look this way. I was once dead, but now I'm alive. And he says, take up your mat and walk with it and let people know where you come from and what I've delivered you from because people need to hear your story. Your story, His glory, baby. I'm telling you, we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I will not shy away from sharing about the power of God and what He delivered me from. That's why I say crazy things on stage because I'm willing to look a fool and share my story, baby. Because somebody up in this room needs to hear it. And somebody on YouTube needs to hear this message. That I hadn't always been this way, but God told me one day. It's time to close the chapter. And I was even thinking deeper and many albums are like people's seasons and within seasons there are chapters and what that represents is a track. So a chapter would be like a track on an album. So God says tonight, stop the track. Oh, stop the track. We choose to rise by faith even when we don't feel it. Even when we don't even see the healing right off, right off the bat, it's just a faith move. We stand up, we rise, we fold, we close the thing. I know, I know, I know sometimes it's hard to close because, because if it's all maybe we've ever known, right? That relationship, may, oh, that relationship may be all you've ever known. That mindset may be all you've ever known. That dysfunctional place may be all you've ever known. But God says tonight, if you just close this, I'm telling you, I will use your story for my glory. And you'll feel more fulfilled in this life than ever before. Rise, take up your mat. And Walk. There's this quote that I love. It says, one encounter with Jesus Christ is enough to change you instantly forever. Instantly forever. One encounter with Jesus will change you instantly forever. Thanks for listening. For more information, connect with us on social media at 1132YA.